Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to Three Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through relationships of all kinds, such as dating, friendships, marriage, family relationships, and so many more. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Three Faith Podcast and like our Facebook page for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah and I'm a co-host of Through Faith. And I'm Manali, the other co-host. And welcome to our third episode of our fifth season. It is crazy for Manali and I to think about that we have five seasons so far. We are coming up on two years of Through Faith and we're really Mm -hmm. excited for that. Um, But we are so excited for this episode. We have pre-recorded it, so we are recording this intro after we've just listened to Abby give her testimony and answer a few questions, and y'all, we are blown away by it. I'm not going to say too much about it here because we talk about it a lot in the outro, Um, but seriously, please keep listening and listen to the whole entire thing because I promise you she touches on a topic that speaks to you because every single thing she spoke on related back to us. But before we get into anything, we just want to kind of give you a very small rundown of who we are and kind of what we're about. Yeah, so our podcast has five seasons. Um, So it started back in the day. Um, back in the day, back in the day, back in the <laughs> long time ago. Um, we, Hannah and I, have known each other for over ten years, and so through that, um, through our friendship, we walked through a lot of the same seasons of life. And um, once we got in college, we knew that that was something that we wanted to keep to ourselves, and knew that the world needed to hear things that we had learned, and we wanted to be able to have the opportunity to learn from other people by having guests on. So um, we created this podcast, and we talk about anything from um, relationship topics as far as boyfriend-girlfriend goes, marriage, friendships, family, work relationships, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And it has been such a blessing to us. And mm-hmm. this episode specifically is a testimony to that because I, I can't tell you how much every guest that comes on or anything like we learn so much from this podcast. Mm-hmm. And like we just talked about how like we just don't even know when like an end would be in sight to this podcast because we just enjoy learning so much from it. It has been such a blessing. So before we get into the episode and there's a lot of good things coming, we want to jump into our question of the week. And Manali and I decided that we really enjoyed last week's like rapid fire kind of questions. Um, so we have a few of those again, and I have no idea what they are. I don't even know if Manali knows what they are. We're figuring it out. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. So our first one is, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, gosh. Karaoke, like just like singing in the car or... Just like if you were going to a karaoke place, what oh, would gosh. be your first song? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. This is really specific, and I don't know. It just, like, popped into my head. But probably Love Story by Taylor Swift. That is the only song that I have ever known since I was in, like, second grade. I don't know why. I can I can kill all the words to it. I know everything I used to take like acting and singing classes when I was really little <laughs> and that was my audition song every time Wait, I love so probably, that. I know. it was it didn't get me very far I was like seagull number three it didn't exactly make me um like a second Taylor Swift but I know all the words I know everything about that song so probably that one 
Okay, that's a really good one. <laughs> Mine would probably be Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood because yes. what an iconic <laughs> song. <laughs> um, I love that. Why did you just think it like, you just like that song? Yeah. I don't, well, there's another song, but I can't think of what it's called. So that would be so really like Carrie Underwood. It's just a random song that I really oh. think I would like karaoke in. <laughs> well, if you think of it, let us know. Okay. <laughs> I love Carrie Underwood, though. Like, old country Taylor Swift and Carrie Underwood, that's power duo right there. Mm-hmm. Literally. Or Miranda Lambert. Miranda I... Lambert's a girl boss. Yes. <laughs> love she her. is an icon. Okay, next question. Okay, next one. Um, What is your last Google search? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I actually... I think it is my college university's SOAR login because <laughs> I register for classes tomorrow and I have all of them in my shopping cart. So I'm pretty sure I don't that actually probably doesn't count, though, because that's not Google. I don't know. What's yours? Mine is rapid fire questions to ask people. Okay, so my recent Google search is not anything interesting. I looked up an analyzation of one of my literature texts for my classes since I'm an English major. <laughs> so it is nothing, nothing interesting. It was on Gwendolyn Brooks, if you're curious. So but yeah. weird. Okay. Um Is this our last question? This is our last question. Okay. Um, what was your last impulse buy? Oh god. I have so many <laughs> Um, You go first. Okay. I'm trying to think. Um, my last impulse buy was on <laughs> Sunday night. I went to Walgreens and I bought the L'Oreal Lumi Lotion stuff that has gone viral on TikTok. And oh, I, love that stuff. <laughs> I did not even look and see how much it was. I was like, I'm getting it. And then I got in the car and looked at my receipt and it was $20. And I was like, I cannot believe I just paid $20 for this little tube and almost cried in the car. But I love it. Dude, so I love that stuff. It's so nice. Yeah, same. Uh oh gosh, I don't even know. Okay. I did go to the mall like a week ago. I haven't been shopping since then. And I like genuinely went into Ulta for one like it was a specific mascara that I wanted I ended up dropping so much money on stuff that I did not need and I was like I knew I shouldn't have come in here to get this (laughs) mascara I knew I should have just ordered it online or something so yeah literally anything Ulta same I do the same thing Mm -hmm. anything to do with makeup absolutely all right guys so we are gonna go ahead and end our question of the week here because there is a lot of good stuff we want to get into for the episode so let's just go ahead and get right into it okay guys so like i said earlier we're just gonna go ahead and jump into the episode and today we have miss abby keespert with us and i have followed her for a long time and it's been really cool to see her story unfold so i'm just gonna go ahead and let her tell you a little bit about herself and tell you her story and maybe a little bit of her testimony and how she came to know christ and just things like that so abby whenever you're ready you can tell us your story Okay, hey everybody, my name is Abby Keesbert, as Hannah said, I am 28 years old, I'm from South Mississippi, I am newly married, my husband's name is Matthew, we just got married this past November, and we have two dogs, those are like our kids for the time being, I am a full-time makeup artist of about seven-ish years, I kind of lose track because I like did it as a hobby for a long time before I did it professionally so it's pretty much the only job I've ever had and I love it 
I kind of like fell into the social media world a few years back when I started like posting my makeup look and they kind of started to gain a little bit of attention and somehow I ended up with this really cool platform on social media where I get to talk about makeup and beauty and fashion and all those things but also like real life and struggles that women go through and I really try to put an emphasis on my faith too and as far as like my personal faith goes and like kind of my testimony I was raised in church like from a baby I went to a Christian high school and I've always just kind of been involved in church I have two really strong Christian parents I'm super lucky to have been brought up by them um, so I was saved at a very young age of nine years old. And since then, it's just been a journey. Um, I have had lots of ups and downs with my faith, seasons where I'm like a little bit distant and then closer to God. I've done a lot of learning, unlearning and relearning and just really growing and um, forming a personal relationship with God that led me to where I am today. And I'm really thankful for like the good and the bad that led me here. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. So we have a few questions for you. So um, I'll let Manali go ahead and read that first question for us. Yes. So our first one is, as an influencer, what do you notice that many people struggle with the most? And how do you try to address it through social media? I think the number one thing that people really struggle with is comparison, like both on and off social media. I struggle with that a lot myself. And I think it kind of just stems from social media being everybody's highlight reel and perfect lives being portrayed on there. And everybody on Instagram like shows designer everything and spotless houses and, you know, like, that kind of thing and I feel like it can be really easy to just look at that and think about what you lack and then like in another sense of comparison is timeline of your life like I know that whenever I was in college like y'all did I would get on my Facebook and every single post was engagement wedding baby baby shower and I would just feel like kind of bad because I wasn't at that stage and I still deal with that in some ways but just kind of feeling like behind in life compared to other people and so I try to address that through showing more real life and not just the pretty and polished and everything like that but just kind of put little reminders in my content that show that it's not all just curated perfect content like I'll get on camera without makeup or I'll make a post when I'm having a bad mental health day or something like that just to show that it is a highlight reel at the end of the day and nothing more yeah Yeah. absolutely sorry we said that at the same time (laughs) yeah absolutely I'm sorry (laughs) you keep doing the same (laughs) no I think no you go first go Um, I think you said that perfectly just because that is something Hannah and I talk about all the time is just scrolling through Facebook like we'll text each other and be like did you see so-and-so from high school just got engaged (laughs) or so-and-so from like that's a couple years older than us is married already like it's 
it's a subconscious comparison between like where we are in life and where other people are in life. And like you said, it is a highlight reel and it's, it's nice to see that people are stepping out and stepping out of the comfort zone and like the, um, the trend of social media to bring reminders of, you know, what real life really is, because that's not something you see very often. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You definitely hit home with the um, getting on social media and seeing every other post being an engagement or, you know, somebody just got married. And, um, you know, I also work in the wedding industry alongside a photography company. And so, um, and I absolutely love every single second of it, but there definitely is that like, you know, subconscious feeling of like, I feel so behind, like, I feel like everybody's getting married, everybody. And like, of course, like, like you said, it's because it's a highlight reel, like nobody's going to put the bad out there. Nobody's going to put the fact that, you know, they're in like a toxic relationship out there. Like, you know, they just got an argument, you know, or like you see so many times, like people, um, you know, they post pictures and then later you find out like, you know, that was just kind of fake. Like they, you know, they might've gotten an argument that day, but you know, they had that picture. Um, so I definitely think you hit home and with that one. And we also yesterday put on our Instagram, some polls just to kind of see what our like listeners, what their personal things are that they like struggle with. And um, I put one on there about social media and I was like, what's the number one reason that you might feel like discouraged logging onto social media? And the number one reason that we got was comparing myself. And then the second one was I feel behind. And I thought that was crazy because I think that just shows we're all in the same boat here. We mm -hmm. all struggle with that, you know? Yeah. Yes. It's like never ending too. Even at my age, like I'm older now, I'm married, I'm kind of established. Well, somewhat like more than I used to be and I feel like there's still things if it's not having they like I don't have kids yet and I'm 28 and to some people that may seem like kind of older and so I feel like most of my friends are on their second or third kid and I'm still here with my dogs and sometimes like I feel like I need to hurry up but I know in all reality that'll happen whenever God says it's time to like for it to happen. So that's still so hard when you're kind of tallying it up like, okay, I'm the only one left. Like everyone's yeah. waiting on me. <laughs> yes. And it's definitely, you know, that um that that college age too. It's like there's so many like people almost expect you to have these like milestone moments hit and because we've set those expectations it's like if that's not shown like on social media then you feel behind so i feel yeah. like definitely this conversation right here can speak to a lot of young girls like my age or even girls that like are a little bit like closer to your age too you know that you know you know, like it's never ending, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, like somebody's always going to be, you know, ahead or like, you know, gosh, if we're like our parents age, like, well, somebody's already retired. Well, I don't get to retire. You know, it's just a never ending yeah. cycle. And I just think that's a great topic to shed light on. And I think like the thing you're talking about being in the wedding industry too, that's actually something I have felt when I was single, I did kind of feel sometimes 
I would look at all these beautiful weddings and kind of be like, why don't I have that? But in a sense, I feel like it also helped me because I get to see people getting married at 40. Like I've had brides that are like 45, you know, and then some that are 18. So I think that's really cool. And it kind of helped me see that you can, you know, find your person or, you know, start your start your life, so to say, or, you know, there is no right age. That is so true. Like, we have even, you know, I definitely think it's, you know, it's more common as Christians, like, oh, you like get married at a young age. And I think just recently, like more people are trying to like break that stigma. Like, no, like you don't have to have it all figured out by 21. You don't have to have found your person at that time. And uh, like you said, in the wedding industry, like, you know, you know, there might be some parts where you're like, oh, like, well, how come I don't have this yet? But like you said, like, it brings you joy to see people have their own unique story and they found their person when God made sure the time was right for them because, you know, it's just different for all of us. So Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for, for shedding light on that. So for our next question, we just wanted to ask, because we mostly talk about relationships on here. um, Can you talk about like, God's goodness and faithfulness on how you met your husband and how you knew who he was, sorry, how he was the one that God had for you? This was my favorite question, and I could literally write a book on this probably, Mm -hmm. but to give just a little backstory without being here all night, (laughs) so I've always been like the relationship girl. I've always loved love and like the idea of love, and even when I was in high school, I was just, you know, I feel like every girl kind of dreams of finding their husband and, you know, getting married and all of that stuff. But I just really, like, kind of focused on that. And so whenever I was super young, and I've talked about this a lot on social media, so if anyone follows me, they've heard this a million times, but I got married when I was fresh out of high school. I was barely 20 years old. I was young and I kind of the way I like to talk back about it now is whenever I decided to get married it was kind of like I picked that for myself like I feel like I knew deep down that you know I was praying and God was telling me something a little different but I was hard-headed still kind of young but I just kind of said, you know, I'm ready to be married. This is what I want to do and, you know, what I'm going to do. And so um, because that was not God's plan for me, you can probably guess that it did not work out for me. And I got divorced very young, like by 23, and it was so embarrassing and just like a really devastating point in my life. And for a long time, I wouldn't even talk about it because I just felt so much shame surrounding it and everything, especially as a Christian because – I was raised, like, you know, my parents have been married for 30-something years. That's just, like, I never saw that for myself. But after that happened to me, I became very against dating. I was almost afraid to, like, open my heart back up because I had been hurt so bad, not only by him, but just the situation and what happened to me. It was really traumatic, to say the least. And so... um I became almost just extremely independent. I had my own health. I had my own everything. I 
people would ask me to go on dates and I would just kind of like brush it off and kind of just, I wanted to be by myself. And my now husband, Matthew, he was introducing me and I was like, absolutely no. I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want to talk to him. None of that. And so um, he started like messaging me and, you know, trying to, get to know me and I would just kind of be really short with him and I wouldn't reply for like days on end and it was just I was really difficult I really feel bad for him (laughs) but like I mean I really put him through it he was very patient and understanding especially when I did explain like what like my past and stuff which was hard to do but once I did that especially he was very patient with me and it just took our relationship, like, we've been together a total of, like, a little over three years, I think, but we kind of don't know when our official start was because of how long it took for us to, like, actually start dating. But anyway, um, in the back of my mind, like, after talking to him for a little bit, I just had this feeling, like, it's okay. Like, I had this peace. And looking back on that now, I can absolutely say, like, with 100% certainty that that was God telling me, like, okay, like, this is what I want for you. Like, this is my plan. Like, this is what you should have waited when you were 20. You should have waited, but, like, now I'm ready, you know. And so um, I think that's absolutely, like, how I know that he was, like, that there's a lot of reasons, but that's the number one is because it was such inconvenient timing for me and it was like not what I really ever imagined um, or when I imagined it, but I just had like this inner peace and um, I just think whenever, you know, that's how God's always spoken to me, just giving me like a peace and that's what I had whenever I met my husband. So, yeah. absolutely love that story thank you for sharing that with us um and something that stuck out to me because it it, just because I I heavily heavily related to it was when you talked about how you know the timing was inconvenient for you and you know you became you know extremely independent like just from like out of habit or it felt it felt like what you needed to do can you like give advice to like any specifically like women out there who like might be in that stage of life right now and like maybe they are constantly like no like I'm not gonna go on the date like I'm doing me like do you have any advice for you know people that might be in that situation or like you know if somebody's asking them to go on a date like do you automatically shut it down or do you say like you know no like wait for God who for who God has for you or like oh just go on the date does that make sense that was a very long-winded question I'm sorry yes I know what you mean like I think my best advice would be to like stay open-minded I know that's a lot easier said than done especially like if you've been hurt previously but I think Stay open-minded, but take it at a slow pace and just really pray about it. I think it's okay to date. Just, you know, use your best judgment and stuff like that. But if you're really, if you see something actually getting serious, just take it super slow. 
pray about it and really listen to what God's telling you because I can, like, honestly, when I was in that relationship that didn't work out, all the signs were there. God was telling me all along, but I kind of just took it as, oh, normal, like, this. But if I would have, like, slowed down and actually listened, I feel like I would have been better off. Yeah, that's that's a perfect answer. Um, can you talk about a little bit of what um, God kind of taught you during your season of singleness? There's so many things. I feel like I feel like God taught me the most that He ever has during that season. And one of the main things I think for me was that my relationship status didn't determine my value and my worth my worth comes from God and like all my life I would rely on whoever I was with to you know tell me I was pretty or tell me I was this or that and I would use that as like a confidence boost and that's where my worth came from and that's why I feel like I always craved relationships and why I got married so young and stuff and once I realized you know okay you're you know, worth the same thing, whether you're single, married, divorced, whatever, you know, your worth comes from God and everything changed. Like my whole perspective on dating and marriage and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that definitely can hit a lot, hit home for a lot of girls is like, you know, growing up, I feel like that's just where like it feels like our self-confidence should come from because we're constantly like either getting compliments or, you know, like coming from guys. And so, um, but like you said, it's important to know that like, once you believe that God says it about you, it's a game changer. It changes like everything. Um, But yeah, so thank you for speaking on that one. So we'll go ahead and move on into our next question. Our next one is, much of social media is full of negative worldly things. What inspired you to make your platform one that is a light for God? And what are some practical ways that young men and women can transform social media into something that is an outlet for God? I think what inspired me to do it is my content wasn't always what it is now. It used to just be more like beauty related and um just kind of straightforward like I didn't really say much about myself or anything like that like in the very beginning and I think being in the beauty industry and the way it affected me personally with my own mental health and everything and like the comparison and what we were talking about before that really is what inspired me um I feel like there's a lot on social media that kind of, like, works against God these days. Um, If I just log it, I've tried to remove certain pages and things from my feed, but, you know, sometimes you just can't help but see it, and, like, it pops up somehow. But there's a lot of just, like, negativity and stuff that works against God. So I just felt like I wanted to do my best to kind of, like, counteract that. And so... I just wanted my platform to be a place where people could come and just feel less alone and like they could relate to something and kind of just get their brain out of the like constant 
negative news articles and political stuff and like all of that and comparison. And I feel like a way to make your page a light facade, I don't even feel like you necessarily have to post Bible verses like back to back to back. I feel like you can be a light for God just by like, I guess like radiating like God's love from your post, like whether that just be posting uplifting things or things that make people feel good or feel happy. And then, you know, of course, like talk about God too. But um, I feel like that's something that can be hard these days and kind of like a lot of people might be afraid to talk about God on social media because of like the backlash and stuff that you could get. But I've learned that it's way worth it like i may get some hate comments or you know some trolls on my post and whatever but i feel like it's so worth it to be that light because like somebody needs to there's just so much negativity yeah that's so true i think that it's because how we found your social media is because we noticed like you just posted a lot of like uplifting and encouraging posts like you can always kind of tell the difference between those posts that like hey this might be going on in the world right now but here's some encouragement and here's how I can like be a light and I really felt like your social media like exudes that like you can definitely see that you know you're definitely a light to people around you you know um just something that it kind of goes back I guess into like the relationships topic but can you give a little bit of like light and encouragement to maybe young girls who maybe even have you know a past relationship that was similar to yours or you know maybe they have like baggage that they're carrying or like maybe they don't feel worthy or that god you know has someone out there for them like is there any encouragement that you might could give to young girls or just girls of any age out there like just some encouragement in that area um, I feel like the hardest thing for me after I went through that was I kind of felt, for lack of better words, used. Like I was just like, how do I like this? Y'all might have to edit this part. <laughs> Girl, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I, kind of, I kind of felt like it was too late for me to find like a good guy because I had that baggage and I kind of let it become my whole personality for a while. I just held on. I was like, I am a divorced girl, not I went through this. And I was really embarrassed. Even when I first met Matthew, he's never been married previously. So that was something I really dealt with. And I feel like a lot of girls probably do and guys too, like, just letting the past define you, define you, whether that be a divorce or whether that be, you know, maybe you weren't a Christian in the past and you did things that you're ashamed of or you're embarrassed and they're documented on social media and, you know, forever. And, you know, people remember things, but you just have to remember that, like, God erases all of that. And when you find the right person, that your person who you're meant to be with, like God's person for you, they're going to be willing to erase all that too. They're going to be willing to not hold you, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not just 
you know, associate you with all of that past stuff, but get to know you now and going forward. And that's something that was so hard for me to accept. But now that I'm married and happy and everything, I can 100% tell you that you don't have to worry about that. God's got you and he will erase all of that stuff and you can be a new person, like made new. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you said it absolutely the best way it possibly could that, you know, that person that's out there, like if that's in the plan that God has for you, like they're not going to hold that past against you. They're not going to go by what people have said about you in the past. So that's so true. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything to? Yeah. Um, Not really. I think it is very true that, you know, shame can riddle you crazy if you let it and um you know just being able to have know that you can go to god and he can erase that and that god has somebody for you that's going to be able to love you and not hold you accountable for things that um you did in the past is a really great reminder for especially young women that you know may not have had the best past relationships and are looking for some hope so yeah yeah absolutely Well, with that being said, we're going to kind of move into our last question. Um, And we saw one of your posts, and I think it was like on Facebook. That's normally where we kind of like stalk you and look at your posts. Um, And one of them talked about girls basically being viewed as controlling just because they have standards within their relationship. And you also hear that people call girls insecure for having standards and just overall respect themselves could you talk a little more about that and talk about like the worldly view of what a standard looks like versus what God wants our standards to look like I feel like God wants us to be picky and selective and wait for his best and listen to him and let him like guide us to that person and so I think society really associates standards with insecurity but I feel like it's the opposite I think when you're insecure you kind of will accept anything because you feel unworthy so you'll just kind of take whatever lands in your lap I've been that girl so I can speak on that like I have been at points in my life where I was extremely insecure and I just kind of said well you know this guy likes me so I'll take him and instead of like no let me wait because I have you know a choice and God's gonna you know, send me the person I, I need. And so when you're insecure, you just kind of take whatever. But when you're confident and you're secure and you know your worth and you know where it comes from, you are more willing to be selective because you know you have options and you know, you know, you don't just have to take whatever. So that's something I never quite understood whenever it comes to that, like with the standards. I just feel like it's the total opposite of what society believe it to be yeah Yeah, absolutely definitely when it comes to being christian and being in relationships it's literally the exact opposite of what the world tells you to do we um at my uh church our, our most recent sermon was about looking at everything through a biblical lens and i think you know me and manali can both 
talk about how like once you start looking at relationships and dating and marriage and everything through a biblical lens you start filtering out a lot of things and definitely talking with a lot of like our friends or just like people that we know or people around us that like talk about their relationships it's so much easier now to pick out like hey like you know, you don't deserve that. Like, mm-hmm. just because you have a past or you dated someone like that in the past doesn't mean that you deserve that. Like, you need to you know, think about what God says about you. Like, just because you did this doesn't mean you don't, you know, God doesn't have someone out there who will respect you and will treat you right. So, yeah. And, you know, the reason I kind of thought oh, what I'd seen your post on there and then I was thinking about this question because it just boils my blood whenever I get on TikTok or like Instagram or something and it'll be like a girl and a guy and like the girl actually stood up for herself or the guy actually stood up for herself and stood up for her worth or her, you know, we can just say worth like um and the comments will be filled with things like I cannot believe you did that like I would never do that with my boyfriend and like just completely dragging whoever it was in the video because they had standards and they had respect for themselves and like you said like once you start looking at relationships through a biblical lens and through like you know, this is what God says about me so this is what I deserve and I know God is going to reserve the best for me it changes the entire thing. And, you know, I think that is such a good reminder for young men and women, whenever you have like influences like that on social media, that can cause you to like almost cave a little bit. Well, maybe my standards are a little too high. Maybe I don't need to be so harsh on this. Like it is okay. It is okay to be strict and it's okay to be selective on what you, what you really want. Cause in the, in the end, at the end of the day, that's what God is reserving for you. And that's, that work out best for you. Yeah. yeah. And this might be like a little bit of a hot take, but I feel like a lot of people think that they can control their partners. Like they can kind of, you know, guilt them into changing their mind or changing their, you know, opinions on something or kind of mold them into what you want them to be. And you can't do that. <laughs> I feel like you can't, like, only God can change somebody's heart. And so I feel like a lot of girls have it in their mind that, oh, I can make him love me so much that he's going to stop all of this. And maybe when a guy matures, you know, they will kind of break some of the bad habits and kind of because they want to settle down. But you'll know the difference in somebody changing just for, like, to make you stay with them and someone who really wants to change because they know, like, God's working on their heart. Absolutely. No, that is definitely a hot take right there. And I think something that, you know, we definitely relate to. I know I definitely do because I have also fallen victim to being that girl that is like, oh my gosh, he went to church last Sunday. Like, this is a man of God. And, you know, and it was through learning and like through the dating process where it's like, look, just because he goes to church, like your standards might be a little low or in the wrong place, you know, Um, it's all about his heart and how he treats you and his heart for God, you know, not just because he goes to church or like X, Y, Z, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think too, we can, like, I think we talk about this often, but like looking at movies and stuff that we have as like our models for love outside of 
you know, biblical standards. We have like movies where Disney princesses just have this hero complex where they are able to change the man that they are dating like that. <laughs> and like when we have influences like that, it's 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 confusing sometimes because, you know, you grow up watching those movies and Belle is able to change this beast into <laughs> this very awesome man. And then like when you get into the real world and you start like trying to apply, you know, these, <laughs> these, um, uh, what, what do you call them? These, like the Hollywood, these methods onto yeah. a real man and they don't comply at all. You're like, well, what the heck is going on? Yes. You're and like, then, how is Belle able to change him like into a human? But like, I can't even make him unfollow while he's going on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> My so point, exactly. But like, that's, that's what we have to look up to outside of like, you know, biblical standards and what uh-huh. God calls us to do. If that's solely what we're looking at, then that's that's all we're going to try and do is, oh, okay, well, I can yeah. change him because, you know, God gives me, me that power somehow, when in reality, he doesn't. And that's only going to be achieved through the power of God and, you know, possibly separation or power or prayer, I mean. Yeah, and that is so true. And it's funny you say that. I literally saw a Beauty and the Beast TikTok yesterday, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this movie. It's so sweet. <laughs> But that, that is such a good point that, like, you know, we genuinely will think a lot of times, like, oh, like, I can change him. Like, I see such good potential in you, and I just, I think he can grow in that. And I think that has, if anything about dating, I think that is the biggest lie that I have always believed is that, you know, how he is right now is not like how he's always going to be and he's going to grow in this area mm-hmm. and that is not how anybody like girls or guys that is not how we work like you know chances are that person is not going to grow in the area that you want them to they could and you can pray for that but that doesn't always mean that that's you know the truth and that also made me think of you know just like Hollywood in general and these examples that we have just surrounding us and like my personal favorite is the notebook <laughs> I love the notebook oh yes I love that one <laughs> like you know and Noah just the whole movie is like pursuing her and pursuing her and every girl out there is like I want to know it I I've said that to myself mm-hmm. multiple I'm like <laughs> we need more guys like this but that's the thing that does not exist like that is Hollywood made over and you know I think that has a lot to do with, you know, our perception or a girl's perception of a guy like, oh, he's he's a good one. I can I can kind of change him a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I feel like if you if you really are with someone and you do see like that potential and you're like, okay, you know, maybe if this makes her different, you know, I could be with him. I think the best advice I could give is pray for him, but do it from a distance until, you know, You'll know when I say some people are probably listening, like, well, how do I know? You'll know if someone's sincere in your heart and in your gut, you know, the difference is if they're like putting on an act versus if, you know, God's actually worked on you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a great way to kind of wrap up the questions there. And, you know, one thing that me and Manali do that we don't really put on like, the questions list is this very last part you don't have to use it if you don't want to and we can just stop at the questions but this is your moment to just like it doesn't have to be anything related to this topic it can be anything you want is there something that you just want to say 
to anybody that's listening, girls or guys or girls specifically, whatever it might be, is there anything that you just want to leave everybody with and just anything that you want to say? I think I could say this is a very cliche statement, but that God's plan is so much greater than yours in all aspects, not just relationships, but like school, your career, your how many kids you're going to have, when you're going to have them, when you're going to buy a house, like all those things we were talking about earlier, just in life, God's plan is greater. And it can be so hard to let go of the need to control everything, especially if you're like me, like a type A person, you have to know when you're going to do X, Y, and Z, and you have to have a to-do list on your phone for everything. But I think just letting go and surrendering that control you can still like keep your to-do list you can still do that if it makes you feel better but you have to like surrender the whole picture to god and just kind of let go of a lot of expectations that you have there's a verse and i cannot remember like which one it is but it's the one that a lot of christians like know it's really popular it's the many are the plans in a man's heart but the lord's purpose prevails that's one of my favorite verses because it speaks so true to a lot of things I've experienced in my life is that you can have a game plan, but always remember like God can tell you to pivot at any time and you gotta be willing to to trust him. And no matter if that means you don't get married at twenty or you don't have kids till you're in your thirties or you just have to be open to that and in time you will see that it is you know, better than what you could have planned for yourself. Absolutely. That is, I mean, we couldn't ask for a better way to end. Well, thank you so much for coming on here with us. So we are going to go ahead and end our segment here. So bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, we are going to go ahead and move into our outro and what God has been teaching us over the last few weeks. Um, I mean, I have a lot to say about this interview with Abby, um, and I kind of talk a little bit in the intro about how, you know, I didn't know her personally. I've just followed her for years. I've, you know, bought some makeup from her um, a few times, and, you know, before we even got on, you know, on the episode with her and started recording, she was telling us that, you know, she was really nervous and she'd never done a podcast before. And she just knocked that out of the park. I mean, I told her, I was like, you know, you're so confident in the way that you speak. And I mean, this girl is definitely something special right here because, you know, me and Manali, when we got off the phone with her, we were like, uh, this is definitely talking to a wide variety of audience. Like I can't think of an audience that this episode will not speak to. Mm -hmm. I mean, she hit every topic and we were talking about how like she's at that age where it's just perfect because, you know, she can speak to younger girls. She can even speak to like older women who might have gone through the same thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely. So I think, you know, especially the day and age that we live in and the looking at our stats for um, who our podcast is most listened to, it's about 18 to 25 year olds is Mm -hmm. who mostly listens to this podcast and, um, you know, addressing the issues with social media and how you can uh, make your social media stand out from worldly things is such a big topic in general. And I think she did an amazing job addressing Mm -hmm. that and just 
making it easy and more applicable to or just not applicable practical for people yeah. to begin doing if, they, if that's something that they're interested in because I know um back when I was in high school I was like kind of had the conviction over my heart that you know my Instagram or my Facebook or whatever wasn't glorifying God as much as I felt like it needed to and I didn't know where to begin other than like you know sharing a Bible verse on my Instagram story or posting a picture of my Bible like I didn't really know where to go from there or if that was enough and I think she's a really good job addressing Mm -hmm. that and just giving practical ways to start yeah and like even just talking about like things that she said that kind of just like you know resonated with us was like when she was talking about how, you know, a lot of girls in relationships and even she herself, you know, um, their self-worth comes from like compliments and Mm -hmm. a guy, like, do you have a guy? Like, is he complimenting you? Like, and oh my gosh, if I could go back and look at my high school self, that is exactly kind of what I did. Like, it's not at all like why I dated specifically who I dated, but it was definitely like, I did not realize, like, I always thought I was kind of, like, living out my life as a Christian who really believed what God said about her, and it was not until after I got out of, you know, like, said relationships until I was like, man, like, I don't have somebody complimenting me. I don't have somebody, like, feeding into me, and I was like, that's just because I replaced guys. No, I replaced God with guys and Mm -hmm. what they said about me because I felt horrible about myself. Like, if I wasn't in a relationship— and I didn't have somebody, like, constantly saying something to me, I felt horrible about myself, Mm -hmm. and the fact that she, like, brought that up, I was like, wow, like, she's right, if I could give my high school self-advice, I'd be like, girl, (laughs) you know, probably what those guys are saying is, you know, they're not even, (laughs) they're not even true, they're not even, you know, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I could, I am, we both, like we've said we've had a very same season of life (laughs) so I've been right there with her through high school and just experiencing that and Mm -hmm. that's something I wish I could shake myself silly and be like 16 year old Manali you do not need this like you think you like you think you do there's something much more sustainable and true and you have to believe what God says about you yeah Yeah. outside of you know what because if you're constantly dependent on worldly views, you're you're gonna get hurt every single mm-hmm. time. Because um, the world yeah. is it's it's a dark place, mm-hmm. and it's not always filled with truth. And yeah, you know, you gotta find something that's true and that's gonna be stable, mm-hmm. and that's God. Or even just like it doesn't matter even like at what stage of life, you know, like whether you're single in a relationship or even married. Like if mm-hmm. you're constantly going off of like what a person says about you or like what like you are always going to be disappointed like I said Mm -hmm. even if you're married you're going to be disappointed because you have to believe that God says that about you first um but yeah so um we wish Abby all the best I told her I was like I feel like we're best friends now (laughs) and please you know save the date like years from now whenever I get married (laughs) because I want you as my makeup artist and like go check out all her makeup, her Facebook page and everything that she writes. It's so inspiring. And she's extremely talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, we're just going to move into what God has been teaching us over the last few weeks. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Um, I can go first. Okay, go for it. Um, so this one isn't anything revolutionary. However, <laughs> um, it was just a nice reminder that has kind of happened last week. And it's just... Just a nice reminder, I guess, 
that God is not only in charge of the big things, but also the little things. And like he takes into account the little things just as much as he does the big things. And what I kind of mean by that is last Sunday, um, there was a good, or last weekend, not last weekend, two weekends ago, there was kind of a thing that had happened and it really rattled a lot of my family's hearts. And, um, that Sunday, um, me and my sister and my boyfriend, I think we're driving in the car and we were supposed to go to a Chris Tomlin concert that night. And I was like, I really just don't know that I want to go. Like, I just don't feel like I'm in the mood for it. And I know he's going to be really awesome, but like, I really don't know if I want to go. <laughs> so we ended up going. <laughs> um, it ended up being the just most amazing time. I don't think I've ever worshiped like I did that night. And just knowing that, um, as much as I didn't want to go, God knew that I, I needed it and that it was something that would really benefit me and lift things off of my heart that I didn't know I had, like, sitting on it. Um, so just that God, you know, he's in charge of everything. And if if you only think that God's in charge of the big things, then, you know, your perception of God might be a little smaller than what you should credit him for, I guess. Who he actually is. Yeah, who he actually is. That is yeah, that, that's so true. And I think, you know, I definitely need that reminder sometimes too, because I, you know, can sometimes like put God in my like box. I'm like, okay, God's mm-hmm. only this big. He can only do no. Like we can't even wrap our minds around the things that God can do. And I also like how you mentioned that, like, you know, you weren't really like in the mood to go, but you went anyways. And that just got me thinking like, we like think about how many times like the best things have always come from things that we didn't want to do like both of us like genuinely some of the best things that can happen in your life are like the times where you're like well I don't really want to but I'll go Mm -hmm. um like there are so many people you hear that from like I don't know if like you know you guys might have listened to my parents story when my dad talked about like how he met my mom like you know, he was supposed to go to, you know, one of his family members t-ball games. And he's like, I don't really want to go to this like at all. Like, mm-hmm. it's probably not even gonna work out. Like, I don't want to go. And he was like, genuinely, like, I felt like God was telling me to go. Like, I got mm-hmm. over it. And I went. And those are some of the best things that just come from the things that we don't want to do. And yeah. I think that that's a great reminder. True. Um, But I think for for me personally, what I feel like God has been I don't know, like necessarily, no, he definitely is always teaching me, but just something that I, you know, realize is that rest is so important, but not rest in always the physical way, like spiritual rest, emotional rest. Um, because if you've been listening to our outros for, you know, a long time or like, especially last year, I think my, what God has been teaching me every week was like, I'm so tired. I feel like I'm never able to do anything. And I kind of felt like that coming back this past week as I was like, God, like, I just need rest. Like, I need rest. And I was thinking, like, physical rest. I'm like, I just need, like, I need a day. Like, I need a day off. And God so clearly was telling me, no, you need spiritual rest and you need to spend time in my word. That's the kind of rest that you're needing. Mm Because I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, I'm getting a good amount of sleep. It's not. But I was like, why am I so tired? Um, and so I was like, I've gotten out of the habit of genuinely like meditating on God's word. And so that's been something, especially over the last few weeks where I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up, read my Bible. I'm going to go to sleep, read my Bible. And it is insane how much 
you're you'll see that you actually you need spiritual rest mm-hmm. yeah. that's a yeah you couldn't have said that any better i think you know when we're praying for things such as rest you're never going to find the physical rest god mm-hmm. you know as long <laughs> as you are living and breathing on this yeah. earth you are not going to find a physical rest because yeah. that's not what what we rest means whenever we're whenever we're praying for it it means spiritual rest and uh given the burdens that we have on our heart over to him and him, you know, giving us that relief and the peace that we need to, you know, keep our hearts from being so heavy and some from being so tired and worn out. So mm-hmm. I think that is a great reminder and just some testament to that. The fact that rest in the physical sense is not always, <laughs> it's not always going to be given to you. No. And it's not, it's not, um, it's not fulfilling, fulfilling whenever yes, you absolutely, like, when you actually, because I genuinely, like, last week, I, there was one day I came home, and I was just exhausted. Like, I was so exhausted, mm-hmm. and I went to sleep early, and I got a, a great amount of sleep, and I woke <laughs> up the next morning, and I was like, I am still so tired, <laughs> and I was like, why am I so tired? Like, I feel dead right now, mm-hmm. and it's not like it was this magic thing, oh, I read my Bible, and it went away. No, like, God gave me, like, this peace, mm-hmm. and it literally just, like, changed the way that I felt, and, like, I felt genuinely, like, spiritually, like, rested. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so we're just gonna kind of wrap this up here, and um we really hope that you guys got something from abby's episode we have always said that we think that this you know every episode reaches somebody but i think abby's episode really reaches an incredible amount of people we are just gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up here and we can't wait to see you guys next time so bye guys bye Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys.